Welcome to the Believe Podcast, a conversation between friends over a passage of scripture. I'm Carolyn Kirsten. And I'm Marvin Williams. And today is episode 69, continuing through our list of friends in Hebrews 11. And today we are focusing on Samson. Yeah, and his story takes place over four chapters, uh, chapters 13 through 16. Uh, but before we dive in, um, Carolyn, how many push-ups can you do without stopping? Okay, I was going to say, in how much time do I? <laughs> um, I will say push-ups are one of those exercises that I probably could do more than I try to do. <laughs> okay. okay. I, I, it's one of those exercises I modify. I'm like, I like the knees on my knees. So you're on your knees and I can, then, yeah, okay. Yeah, I can, I don't know. But real full-fledged push-ups, and believe me, there's enough people in my family that know the proper push-up form that <laughs> I can't get away with sloppy form. I don't know. I, but growing. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's good. That's you good. you know your number? I, I can do anywhere from 30 to 50 without stopping. These are full-fledged. That just, is legit. That's, that's just that, straight up. That um, is legit. I, and, I, and I trick my mind. I say, okay, I, I can do another five. Oh, I can do another five. Okay. Okay, I can do another five. Just keep... And just and until I get to and the place where I I just give out, I stop. So um, to exhaustion, and so that uh, that's I, I don't know if that proves anything other than um, I can I can You've got go some up and down. Strength. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So right. uh, so, but why are we talking about push-ups? We're we're talking about push-ups because um, this judge, um, he's probably the last of the major judges, Samson, mm -hmm. um, is known for his strength. He's known for his strength. He super, super he's a legendary hero because, um, because God gave him strength. God gave him power. Um, when, um, so, so part of his story is about him being dedicated to God. Yeah. All right. So talk to us a little bit about his birth and, um, and then there was a special kind of consecration and, and the Bible uses a term for that. So talk to us about that. Yeah. And this is different than Gideon yep. or Deborah that we talked about who were adults when they were given this role of judge or their calling. At least they were not before they were born. In right. Samson's case, an angel appears to the wife of Manoah, Manoah yep. is his dad, and says, the baby that is growing in you is special and unique and set apart for my purposes. And they are um, called to have this baby take the Nazarite vow is yep. what you were referencing. This special set apart had quite a lot of restrictions, even um, on the parents initially before the baby was born. No um, alcohol, yep. don't cut his hair. Uh, and those were to, as I you said, come close to a dead body. Yes. Yep. Set apart, unique for a special purpose. Um, this is Samson. Before he's even born, yep. he is given this yep. calling and this designation. And this is interesting because this is not a temporary vow. This is a lifelong vow um, where Samson has to live this way for all of his life. Mm -hmm. And um, and so, but, but he, he was... 
he was kind of careless he with his vow. He does not, t- at whatever point when he was making decisions for himself. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure his parents were very serious about right, it. Right, and, right, right. And, and we've talked about parenting before. Yes, when kids are littler and you do have more control, like yep, they can yep. guide what he's eating. They can guide what he's exposed to. But when Samson is getting to that age of making his own decisions, we see him, meh. He's full of himself. Yeah. He is arrogant. He is careless with his vow. Um, he he comes in contact with secretly and privately with, you know, with a dead body. He um, he's he's a womanizer. Um, every time he gets in trouble, it is getting in trouble with Philistine women. Mm-hmm. And um, and so and yet he is he is strong and he plays and toys with the Philistines and he beats them and uh, and wins little these skirmishes and he's kind of a thorn in their side, so to speak. And and yet God still uses him. Yeah. We've got another tricky one <laughs> where, okay, and, and we we have talked about this with all of the episodes. None of these people are perfect. They, right, we have right, seen right. flaws in each of them. But Samson is one where it feels like, where's the good part of it? Like he just seems, as you said, arrogant, disregards authority, disregards what he, I mean, the life he's supposed to live. And yet we see in chapter 13 of Judges that as he grew, the spirit of the Lord began to stir in him. Like he is set apart for God's purposes. Um, Pause on Samson's character. Okay. Just that that idea of the spirit of the Lord began to stir in him. Let's talk about what that yeah. means. So, so I, I, you know, I think that in in this case, when Samson is being careless with his vow, he is being headstrong. He is being arrogant. He is like living a life opposite of his vow. The spirit is now pushing him. And that's really kind of the idea, pushing him to do what God has designed him to do when he was in the womb. And I think I think that's true of us as well. There are so many followers of Jesus who just kind of go through life not recognizing that God has a special purpose, that God has gifting and abilities that he's placed inside. And it is either through a message or through reading or through some sort of encounter that the spirit of God pushes us, stirs Mm -hmm. us to say, there's more to life than, there's more to this Christian life than just going to church and hearing a few songs, coming to church on Christmas and Easter, and that's it, and being a good person. No, it really is about the Spirit of God at work in a person saying, I've given you something more, and I want you to go after that. And I think there was kind of maybe even a, a resistance on Samson's part. Mm-hmm. And that's how the Spirit, I think that's why the Spirit had to push him and to stir him and to say, you, you, are, you are more than this. You're more than a womanizer. You're more than being arrogant and headstrong. I have a job for you to do. And uh, so I think that the spirit of God stirs us, Uh, not just one time, um, but I think he stirs us uh, a number of times when he's ready for us to do what God has called us to do. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. I love that. That that is important for us to realize. Okay. Unpause. And Samson (laughs) is a jerk. (laughs) 
<laughs> so, Whoa, can we say that? Can we say that on a podcast? Yes, you can. Well, okay. okay, he was. Uh, he uses this spiritual gift for selfish purposes. Absolutely. Um, he has this immense physical strength. So when the Philistines do bother him, okay, I can take a whole bunch of you out with a donkey <laughs> jawbone. Like he, he, use, right. he has this spiritual gift, but he uses it for selfish purposes. And that is now a different kind of pause, but that yeah. should make yeah. us pause. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think we can even compare that to some of the scandals that we see. Yeah. We, yeah. we have seen gifted um, followers of Jesus use their giftings yeah. For selfish purposes. And that, and that breaks that breaks my heart. I know it breaks yours as yeah. well. Whether it's Carl Lentz, who, whether it's Brian Houston of um, Hillsong, uh, Brian Lentz of Hillsong, whether it's Bill Hybels or whether it is Ravi Zacharias, these are gifted, gifted, godly individuals and uh, or gifted individuals. And yet at some point they decided to use their gifting for selfish purposes and um, and and we, as the church, we suffer from it in, in the sense that we we are now viewed as hypocrites mm-hmm. and, and they lump everyone in the same basket and same bucket. And, and with that said, um, we, we ought to be careful to not invalidate all that they've done mm-hmm. because of a, um, a mistake or two or three or four, the the things that they've written or things that they've spoken, they God truly has used it to impact people's lives. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's Paul that says it in Philippians, they're individuals who are preaching the gospel for gain. And Paul says, whether they're preaching it for gain or out of really good motivation, godly motivation, the gospel is being preached. Mm-hmm. And the number of people who a uh, number of atheists and agnostics who've come to know Jesus because of Ravi Zacharias' ministry. Um, I, I, I think, yeah, we can't invalidate all the good because of um, they were acting like Samson. Yeah. Yeah. And it is painful when those things happen. I mean, whether it's a national celebrity, you know, somebody on the national level or a, someone you know personally. You, yeah. Maybe you've had a spiritual mentor who had a moral failing. Yeah. And it does make you feel like, well, did anything, did the, you know, is anything they said to me even matter? Yeah. And that is when I think, okay, let's remember that, yes, um, that was what they did was wrong or this it's not to justify the wrong that occurred, but God also gives us the ability to choose. Yeah, yeah. Um, he didn't make us robots. He didn't design us to just always praise him, to always choose what is good. And he uses us in our fallenness. And as you were saying, we can still, it, I think particularly of those people that you may know personally, and it don't um, throw out Christ Because one of his followers failed you. Yeah. Um, It does not invalidate all that they, the truth that they said to you or the, the revelation you occurred, you, you received from them. Um, But that's hard. Yeah. It it is hard to sort that out. And, and that's why Samson is hard. Like, wow, yuck, 
He yeah. he does, I mean, time and time again. But we see that the spirit of the Lord is on him and he does accomplish what God called him to do. Yeah. Even though it feels like he, he just was wallowing in the mud most of his life. Yeah, I and and that's the um, you know, man, I we we asked the question could he he did he did accomplish he began the text says he began to mm-hmm. accomplish what um what God called him to do but could he have accomplished more yeah and the answer is is uh, affirmatively yes he could have accomplished more he could have begun to recognize God earlier his God's authority in his life earlier so he could have accomplished more and and that's that I think that's part of the that's the sad part of his life mm-hmm. is that it was it was it was kind of wasted talent yeah. wasted ability and yet at the very end of his life he finally and I think this is part of the reason why he's in the in Hebrews chapter 11 he finally at the end of his life he recognizes God's authority he comes under God's authority, and I think the text says he accomplished more in his death, mm-hmm. uh, or at least in he defeated more Philistines in his death than um, than his whole life. Yeah. And so there's this sense where we, we don't want to wait until the very end of our lives right. to come under the authority of God. Um, we would, I think, God invites us. As soon as you feel my spirit pushing you, stirring something in you, um, stop, pause. God, what are you after? Um, how have you gifted me? What do you want me accomplish? Want to accomplish for your glory and for your purposes? And I don't think Samson asked that question. I wish he had. Mm-hmm. And um, yet, you know, sometimes when we see the moral failings of people in the scripture, we can learn from their failures so that we might live a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. And we can see, I mean, looking at the text for a second, in chapter 16, um, you may be familiar with the Samson and Delilah pairing. Um, So in that scene is Delilah is trying to discover the strength or the source of his strength. And she... um, you know, tries to trick him a little bit into telling her and he plays along and tells her, you know, false reasons. Ultimately, he does say that he has taken this Nazarite vow, um, that his hair has never been cut. And he, in this, it's in verse 17, he talks about God using the common word for any God. Yeah. So there we see he does not, at this point, does not recognize God's authority in his life. But then, as you were referencing at the end, as he is a prisoner of the Philistines at that point, chained up between two columns, he cries out to God for for help. And in that cry for help, which is 16 verse 28, he refers to God as Yahweh, which is that special name for God recognizing his authority in his life. God restores his strength. He shoves those columns down and killing himself and everyone that was in the building. Um, A huge tragedy, but it does show um, his ultimate recognition of God's authority in his life. And the fact that it's never too late. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe you feel like, okay, 
I have been Samson. I have been disregarding of God's authority. I have been arrogant. I have been prideful in my choices. I don't, I haven't submitted to God's um, will for my life at all. It is never too late. Like Samson does show us that, that, I mean, it does seem a little funny to put him in the, in this list of faithful people who believed God, but he did. Yeah. We do see that. Well, the, the interesting thing, and as you were you were talking about um, him crying out to God and uh, placed between two columns, um, he, he has his own cycle like the Israelites. Hmm. Um, he is, you know, he is entrapped. He cries out to God. And the deliverer needs a deliverer. Mm-hmm. And so God, mm-hmm. the ultimate deliverer, delivers Samson, the deliverer. And, um, and I think that's true of all of us, that we are, um, we are flawed individuals. Whatever ability God gives us, we too need a deliverer. We too need someone to come and rescue us um, when, we, uh, when we fall and fail. And I think Samson is a clear example of a deliverer, uh, a judge yeah. um, needing uh, a deliverer. All right. So this somewhat discouraging story <laughs> with a hopeful end, <laughs> kind of the reverse of Gideon, actually, yeah, where we yeah, yeah. talked more about how he didn't end well. Here we have Samson. He ending. ended well. He yeah. ends well. Um, what can we believe about God, ourselves, and others from this passage? Yeah, that God is... God. God uses broken people. Yeah. He uses broken and flawed and arrogant people. And um, and even in that, proving his grace, proving his power and his strength in the lives of his people. And um, and I'm, I'm glad that he continues to use broken people. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And I, and I think the other thing that we talked about that stood out to me is um, we cannot outwit God's purposes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Samson did accomplish. He began yeah. the triumph over the Philistines. And I think he missed out. Yeah. As you said, we, maybe wasted potential might be a way. He could have been a part of more. He could have had seen God at work more fully through him sooner. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And instead, he it was just in those last moments. So, boy, what a warning to not miss out. Yeah. God's not concerned about, you know, thinking, oh, I really hope Samson pulls it together in time. Right, right. He wasn't worried. That doesn't change his purposes, but it was Samson who missed out, and it's us who yeah. miss out if we're doing our own thing and we miss out on the activity that God has for us. That's a good word. It's a good word. I think that's a... A spot where we can end. All right. Thank you, friends, for joining us. Have an, a spiritual conversation yourself with a friend this week. 